Welcome to Digital Asset News, we take the top stories in cryptocurrency and digital assets and break them down into bite-sized pieces. Today, some honestly unbelievable stories. So first up, the Paxos stablecoin launches automatic conversions between bank deposits and stablecoins. Also, Cardano or ADA sees major price boom on the back of Cardano hard fork announcement and U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin extends support to companies working on cross-border payments, and I cannot believe he said this, and I can only imagine who he's talking about. DeFi markets will launch Ethereum to a trillion dollar valuation, say analysts, and why it's not so crazy, and it's probably going to actually happen. And finally, let's talk about the scam of the day. Now, we'll be doing this at the end of the video after everything is done with the news, but I gotta tell you, I could really use your help because we were batting a thousand. We brought up seven, we knocked down seven. But ever since I moved these scams to the last part of the video, these scams are still up and they're still taking people's money and it's, uh, it's frustrating. So if you could, please uh, watch it at the end, report these scams, it's super simple. It takes you like t t 10 seconds and that's it. All right, let's get to the news today. First up, Paxos launches the conversion between bank deposits and stable coins. And I was thinking about this this morning, actually, when I tried to transfer funds from my business account to my personal checking account as an owner's draw because of my one of my businesses. And it's uh, I did this on Friday and it's not going to get here until tomorrow because banks suck and they take a long time. And I can't believe that it takes that much time to transfer funds between one bank to another. And I'm like, God, I wish there was something else out there. So this actually caught my attention. And it talks about how Paxos announced Tuesday, a new feature allowing customers to automatically wire transfer funds from their bank accounts into either Paxos standard or Binance USD stable coins, which is great. So it goes from US dollars to Paxos. And then conversely, any Pax or Binance stablecoin sent to the designated address will be automatically wired back to the individual's bank account in USD. It seems kind of cumbersome to go from like dollars to Paxos and then Paxos to dollars. But if you can do that in like three or four seconds, I'm on board. Because for the typical bank transfer, and I'm not talking about like bank, like one bank account, like your checking account to your savings account in the same bank. That happens pretty, you know, automatically. But if you're going from one bank, we'll say uh, Chase or whatever, and you're going to, um, you know, USAA or some other type of bank or TIA or something, it takes a while because banks, and rightly so, I don't think trust each other or really know how to um, transfer funds in a very easy way. Banks are not there to be innovators. They just aren't. Uh, they've been doing the same thing for decades, so why would they do it now? Anyhow, but when I was thinking about this, I go, well, shoot, if they're going to do that, I mean, could this be what, you know, we're talking about as far as bridge currency? And I don't think it could be a bridge currency per se if we were doing like, um, you know, cross-border payments because then you have to go from, I mean, the scenario would be U.S. dollar to Paxos and then to pounds to e euro, etc. And uh, I don't think that's the market that they're really going for, but we'll keep reading. So Zach Zwalter, senior product manager at Paxos, told Coindesk this functionality dubbed auto transfers should be available with any bank in the U.S. He states the blockchain and the real financial world need to be close together. He said for us, our vision is to use this as an infrastructure layer to get more and more dollars on the blockchain. Great. Sure. This is the same thing that's been going on the last week. 
Uh, there's been a lot of rumblings and rumors about the U.S. dollar being token, not tokenized, but digitized. And this is just one of those examples of a company that could potentially do that. The main use case for stablecoins to date has been as a tool for crypto trading, but Crawler said this can be payments use cases as well. So that's interesting. And, um, you know, when Bitcoin came out, you know, a decade ago, their whole thing was we're going to make payments you know, seamless and fast, and it's going to be cheap, and da da da. Well, as time has gone on, everything got bloated. So uh, now you have something like this, uh, as far as like a stable coin making your, you know, these payments. And we know that 2020 is going to be the year of the stable coin, and here we are. So it's a good thing that Bitcoin kind of moved to that store of value because, hey, they're like, hey, we're not payments, we're just here for a store of value. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all shapes up. And I can just tell you that uh, there is not one coin to rule them all. Not one coin can do everything, it's just impossible. So we'll see um, where this goes. Now, if you're an investor, this is kind of cruddy news because no one's going to invest in a stable coin. In the company itself, sure, but stable coin is not good. I mean, it's not returns. It's just stable. So when we see something like this, we're like, what are they going to do? How is it going to affect everything? And where do all my coins fit into this whole scheme? And we will see. Moving on. Cardano sees major price boon boom on the back of the Cardano hard fork. So real quick, this is a short article, and I'm just going to summarize it, but Charles Hoskinson announced last week that the coin will undergo a hard fork mid-February. And this isn't like a hard fork where you go from Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash or Bitcoin Cash to Bitcoin Satoshi's Visions. Um, think of a hard fork just like an upgrade. That's essentially what Cardano was doing here. He noted that he expects that this will see Cardano's consensus algorithm upgraded. Great. According to Hoskinson, the infrastructure is already complete and they are only awaiting confirmation from their exchange partners. This is one of many recent developments around the project that continues to motivate Cardano bulls that the token is destined for greatness in the months and years to come. So here's the thing. Charles Hoskinson is the exact opposite of me. Um, he's a businessman uh, and, a, uh, and he's a very cautious businessman. I'm a little more of a you know run and gun type of style. Like let's get out there, let's do it, let's make mistakes, let's screw up, and then let's see what works and throw it at the wall, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully something works. And uh, you know I make mistakes, we all make mistakes, and that's okay. But you get out there, you run, you trip, you fix it, and then you're you're successful. Uh, Charles is kind of opposite. He's just like we're gonna go slow, snail's pace. We're gonna make sure everything's correct. We're gonna double, triple check everything, and uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So I like that approach. You know. I mean, as an investor, I hate that approach, honestly. Uh, but if you're a, um, I don't know, like a Boeing engineer or something like that for, for airplanes, that's a pretty good way to do things. Make sure that you're correct. Don't screw up and have the plane crash and go, well, start from scratch. Um, I think with Charles, he is trying to do everything in a meticulous, perfectionist type of way. And I'm sure that's how he is. So I expect when the main net actually launches, because right now there is an incentivized test net called Shelly. Uh, when the main net launches, I think it's still going to be called Chili, um, then that's when I think everything's going to blow up. Everything's going to go, I mean, not to the moon, but I, I do expect a huge, massive, a pretty enormous price uh, you know, increase. I, I don't think it's going to go from a nickel to $1,000, but I think there's going to be major price action. So uh, that's why I here are my investments. So I'm invested in uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, XRP, uh, Chainlink, EOS, and Cardano. So if you hear me talking about these coins, it's because I'm biased. Nothing to hide here. And that's just how it is. 
So um, my problem, though, with Cardano is I used to buy it on Binance, but I'm in America, and they shut that part down. Now they have Binance US, but guess what? I live in the great state of Texas, and I still can't use it because they don't allow it in Texas. So what I do is I use eToro, and eToro, I can uh, I can buy it. I can't transfer it to the wallet, but I can cash out, so that's good enough for me. I can transfer other things to the wallet on, on uh, eToro, but just not Cardano. So... I have it on there. I make small investments. And um, if you are interested, there's a link below. You get $50, $50 when you sign up. You have to sign up and then deposit $50 to get $50, which is pretty cool. And that goes, 50 goes to you, 50 goes to the channel. Everybody's a winner, 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 chicken dinner. So if you like that, hit the, uh, check out the um, description below. And that's how I do it. So uh, hopefully let's see what happens with Cardano. I think there's gonna be good things ahead, but we will see, moving on. This was the biggest story of the day. I mean, I just can't believe this, and super quick. Uh, so there's a World Economic Forum in Davos, Switzerland. And real quick, I'm gonna ask a question, everybody, before I get to this. Half of the things that are coming out of Davos is all about climate change. Uh, I just, I don't know, like, what is the connection between the bankers, the financial system, and climate change? I mean, even Greta Thunberg is there. Uh, that, uh, I think she, yeah. She's the, the climate change activist that uh, was Times Person of the Year. And she's talking to all these bankers like, hey, you guys got to do something. They're like, yeah, we got to do something. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's just weird. And then uh, I even see our president, Trump, over there talking about, you know, we're going to do great things and da, da, da. I'm like, what the heck? What is it, opposite day? I don't know. Maybe someone can enlighten me as to why bankers are so concerned about uh, global warming. Besides the obvious, uh, you know, that global warming affects us all. But seriously, why now? Anyhow. Steve Mnuchin, during a discussion, said, There are benefits to cross-border payment systems and lowering costs for consumers and businesses. We absolutely support companies working on this. Critical to apply this pragmatism to U.S. regulation. And I was like, geez, can you just come out and say that you're working with, with Ripple and XRP? Good Lord. I couldn't believe I, I, I can't believe you actually said that. So, I mean, this, of course, blew up in the uh, Twitterverse. And people are saying, just come on and say it, man. Just come on and say it. And let me tell you, Ripple is one of those companies, I think it's the company, that has their one of their offices in Washington, D.C. They work closely with regulators. They are forming the discussion. They have contributed uh, almost a million dollars to lobbying efforts in Congress uh, to get things passed. So they're on the forefront. And if you don't think that... Uh, the Senate, Congress people, uh, legislators, and regulators are uh, listening to Ripple. You're crazy. So if he's not talking about Ripple, uh, Mnuchin, I don't know who he's talking about. All right, next up. This was an, and this is the last article of the day. Uh, this is pretty interesting. It made me think. It says DeFi markets will launch Ethereum to a trillion dollar valuation. And this one went pretty deep, so I'm going to try to summarize it as best I can. So DeFi is decentralized finance, enables users to lend or borrow digital assets through smart contracts. This cryptocurrency subsector getting traction over the past couple years, reducing more than $750 million in total value locked in USD. And analysts expect this to continue in the future. Sure, great. Let's just keep going. So here's a quote. This is from Ryan Sean Adams, and uh, it looks like he's an analyst. He says, Ether, because everything is going on on the Ethereum blockchain for this DeFi. And he says it's perfect because Ether is trustless, economic bandwidth that can't be replaced by any other asset 
on the Ethereum network. It is uniquely trustless. Today, protocols consume 3% of ETH's total economic bandwidth. So I'm like, all right, that's interesting. Let's keep going. And now it gets to the, the meat and potatoes. It says the rationale behind analysts' trillion-dollar Ethereum scenario. Two parts. There is a hefty chunk of capital currently idling in traditional finance, which if transferred to DeFi would make the case for ETH's valuation soaring past a trillion. I'm like, all right, I like that. Let's see what you got. And then it says, currently, the traditional derivatives market is valued at 640 trillion. So if only 1% of this was transferred to the v DeFi market, ETH's price would moon and its market cap would break beyond one trillion. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm starting to get it. And then Ryan continues on. He says the traditional synthetics and derivatives market is 640 trillion. Imagine one percent was trustless and built with Ethereum as bandwidth. The market cap for ETH could get in the double-digit trillions in scenarios like this. Crazy. I remember when 10 billion ETH seemed crazy. I remember when $10 Bitcoin seemed crazy. I remember when uh, XRP above a penny was crazy. And uh, well, here we are. So what's gonna happen in like five years? Can you imagine going back to this this video and like, that guy was, that guy was crazy. He was talking about, you know, just a trillion. Now look what it is, who knows? But the thing is about this is about derivatives. I wanna show you something. I show this to you all the time. If you're familiar with this, quick little recap. So these big fat squares represent 100 billion. Here's Bitcoin in 2015, not too much. Here's silver. Here's Buffett, Gates, Slim, three richest people on the planet. Here's their companies. Here's the Fed's balance sheet. Wow, went from one trillion to four and a half trillion after the economic collapse 2008. Here's coins and banknotes, five trillion. Commercial real estate, 7.6 trillion. Gold, 7.8 trillion. Narrow money, which is the world's coins, banknotes, checking deposits, stock markets, is $70 trillion. Broad money is 80. Here's global debt, almost 200 trillion. And then this is the derivatives part. And of course, I always talk about this. When I saw this, I thought my, my uh, browser was a glitching. I was like, what the heck's going on? This is truly what it is. This is the point 630 trillion where it's estimated it's valued at, but no one really knows. They, they think this is the low number, and they really do think that it keeps going on to 1.2 quadrillion. So, um, well, this is Bitcoin 2015. Look, where we are now. So, if you don't think that maybe we could capture 1% of that for DeFi, I think you're nuts. But uh, who am I to say? Just some guy doing a YouTube video. Now, this got me to think. If Ethereum did have a $1 trillion market cap, what does that mean? So there's a market cap calculator. I'll link in the description below. He talks about, well, first we got to find out what's the circulating supply. So we've got a coin market cap. Ethereum circulating supply right now is 109 million. And uh, great. So let's put that in over here. So the current price is, I don't know, what, what the heck was it? 107? Oh, it can't be that. $167. So let's just put 167. Okay. So its market cap should be around 18 billion. Somewhere around there. Market cap, 18 billion. Sure enough. Great. So if it was 1 trillion uh, at $500, it's 54 billion. At 1,000, it's 109 billion. At 10,000, it's about a trillion. So if it gets to that, my friends, you're looking at a $10,000 Ethereum. Crazy 
Well, Bitcoin was considered crazy uh, at $10, and uh, yeah, so that's that. And that concludes it for today, so I want to thank you for going through the rants. If you could do me a big favor, stick with me for another 30 seconds, and we're going to go over the scam of the day, because it's really bothering me that uh, these scams are still out there, and they're just stealing people's money left and right. Now, you may not care, and that's fine. Drop off. But look, as people come into this space in 2020, we need to release this community because God knows we're the only ones going to do it. So people come in, they keep getting scammed. That's negative. One person tells 10, 10 tells 100, 100 tells 1,000. We want people to come in this space, invest, feel safe, and everything's good, right? So in the description below is a little section I call Scam of the Day. You'll just click on a link in there, which will take you to this handy-dandy little Google spreadsheet. And it's got all of our scams that we busted so far, which is uh, doing pretty good. Just these last three, I don't know what the heck is going on. And um, I, I want to say one thing about, uh, there's one here, scam video, the last one, 7S. This one is a uh, scam by, well, it says by McAfee. But remember, in scams, we're looking for two things. One, are the comments on or off? This one, they are on. And I want to thank Wen Mullet, which is probably the best handle on YouTube. Wen, so, so funny. Wen Mullet and Kenneth Smith for just, you know, labeling this for what it is. So thanks, guys. And then um, if you see it's that, and we're looking for what's called an asymmetrical giveaway. You're not special. No one's giving you money. So get that through your fat head. So right here, when it says, I'm going to send you 0.1 Bitcoin and you can receive one Bitcoin back, that's an asymmetrical giveaway, all right? No matter where you go, that's a scam, all right? I did a nice little video on scams, talked about all the different uh, ways they can get you, and and uh, it's happened more and more. I did a survey, I at, and I think we had about 500 people, yeah, about 500 people respond, and 20% uh, said they've been scammed in the past. So if you're smart and, you know, you're savvy, didn't get you know, scammed, great. But for those trusting people like myself out there, I trust too much too, uh, you could get scammed and that's what we're trying to avoid. So you see stuff like this, downvote there, click on the three dots, report, say that this is a spam or misleading, choose one, scams and fraud, next, scam, remove immediately. Hope I spell that right. And report, and that's it. Great, so um, that's all I could ask for. I really wanna say, uh, again, thanks for sticking to the rants. I appreciate it, and uh, I will see you on the next one.